Hello, welcome to Two Part Tales. We bring you new, original stories split into two parts. This week's story is Migration Patterns, Part 1, written by C.J. Claypool. Migration Patterns Elliot woke up, but he didn't open his eyes. He stretched out his arms to his sides and took a deep breath. He could feel the sun dancing on his face through the leaves in the trees. He smelled the damp morning grass all around him. Elliot kept his eyes closed, held that breath, and rolled his head from left to right. He felt, then heard a small twig snap under his head as he moved it. He wiggled his fingers, and he wiggled his toes. And then, Elliot finally let out the long, slow breath and opened his eyes. The forest was awake and busy with activity. Elliot watched two birds dart back and forth, racing to see who would lead the rest of the flock. From somewhere above and behind him, he heard a faint buzzing. He tilted his head back to look and saw a swarm of honeybees crawling and flying over and around each other to work on their hive. Honey suddenly sounded like a good idea for breakfast. Elliot rolled over on his side, nearly squashing a long single-file line of ants carrying sand and dirt and food back to their anthill colony. "'Sorry,' he said. Elliot checked twice to make sure there weren't any more ants before he put a large, hairy hand down on the ground to push himself up. His knees and back popped as he stood up. Elliot stretched his arms over his head one more time before he put one big foot down in front of the other, and started another day as the only Sasquatch in the forest. Everywhere Elliot looked, he saw animals and insects running or flying, working or playing, and all of them belonged to a flock or hive, a colony or a group. Maybe today's the day I'll find mine, he said. Elliot's voice was hopeful, just like it was every day that he woke up alone and said those very same words. He walked between the trees and through the bushes, taking long Sasquatch strides. He kept the morning sun on his left shoulder as he walked, covering several feet with every step. Elliot hadn't traveled far when he noticed something he had never seen before, an orange cloud floating by itself not too far in the distance. You're new, he said to himself, picking up speed. As he got closer to the cloud, he saw that it wasn't a cloud at all, but dozens of bright orange butterflies flying wing to wing. He reached a long, hairy arm towards them, but they flew in a group, moving like a single insect up and out of Elliot's long reach. A gust of wind helped carry the butterflies even farther away from the curious Sasquatch. Elliot turned his outstretched hand into a wave. Maybe I'll see you again sometime, he said. The breeze blew through his hair, which covered all of his body. Elliot turned to continue his morning walk, but the wind changed direction, blowing something bright and fluttery in his eyes. He blinked and sputtered at the busy commotion, but then he heard a tiny voice. Sorry, so sorry about that. I'll just... Hang on. Oh, they're going to leave me again. Elliot reached up to his face, careful not to hurt the voice's owner. He felt a soft tickle in his hand as he pulled it away to get a better look at it. 
Inside his loose fist was a butterfly with wings the color of fire. Hello, Elliot said. Who is going to leave you? My swarm, my flutter, my kaleidoscope, the butterfly said. I can't keep up because of my wing. She flew an inch up from Elliot's palm. One wing flapped in a smooth, fluid motion, but the other one was smaller. It flapped twice as fast, making it hard for the butterfly to stay in place and impossible to keep up with the group. Exhausted, she landed back in Elliot's open hand. I can carry you for a while, if you want, Elliot said. But I don't know where your swarm is going. Maybe we can find them if we work together. The butterfly continued to sit in Elliot's hand, wings moving back and forth while it weighed its options. I think, I think I'd like that, she said. I can fly some, too, to keep us moving in the right direction. Good, Elliot said, smiling. Do you have a name? he asked. The butterfly fidgeted, which tickled Elliot's hand. No, she answered. None of us do. We're just butterflies. We travel in swarms called kaleidoscopes, but we don't have our own names. Would you like one? Elliot asked. Everyone should have a name of their own. The butterfly flew up and landed on the tip of Elliot's nose. I think I'd like that very much, she said. Hmm, Elliot said, crossing his eyes in an attempt to focus on the busy red blur on the end of his nose. Ember he said, because you're orange and red, like fire. Ember flew high into the air and did a looping flip before landing back in Elliot's hand. I love it, she said. Ember, 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 Ember. It's perfect. Elliot moved his hand to place Ember on his hairy shoulder as he started walking. Good, he said. Ember settled into the nest of fur and found that it was quite comfortable. Do you have a name, too? she asked. Elliot, said Elliot. Elliot, are you a Bigfoot? Ember asked nervously. Or does being called Bigfoot bother you? I guess it would be like somebody calling me Little Wing. Elliot looked down at his feet. They were big compared to Ember's, but he thought they fit nicely at the bottom of his legs. It doesn't bother me, but my name is Elliot, he said. Nobody has ever called me anything, really. I don't have a group like you. Ember had never considered being alone. She was born with her swarm. She moved with them as best she could, and at night, she usually found them again before going to sleep. I've heard stories about another Bigfoot that lives in the south. That's where we're headed. It's warmer there. Maybe we'll see it, Ember said quickly. Everything she did seemed fast to Elliot. His eyes widened at the thought of finding a group of his own. Before he could fully process the idea, Ember started rattling off more questions. What's it like to be so tall? Do you ever hit your head on tree branches? Why are you covered in hair? Does being tall mean that you're not afraid of birds and spiders? What do you eat? I hope it's not butterflies. She stopped suddenly after the last question. Elliot struggled to remember them all, but started answering. I don't eat butterflies. Mostly nuts and apples and berries. And I'm not afraid of spiders, but I think they're... icky. Their webs get caught in my hair. 
the two new friends walked and talked all day. Ember told Elliot how her swarm uses the sun to point them in the right direction, no matter what time it is. What happens when the sun goes down? Elliot asked. We only travel during the day, Ember explained. It's safer that way. Elliot raised his shaggy eyebrows. But what about the stars? he asked. You can use them, too. I have trouble staying awake when the sun goes down, Ember said. But maybe you can teach me how to use the stars sometime. Look, Elliot said. His voice startled Ember into a quick flutter. No more than a hundred feet in front of them was a floating orange cloud, Ember's swarm. It hovered around a sweet-smelling tree branch in the distance. And just in time, Ember said. It would be daylight for another hour or so, but the sun was quickly setting behind the trees. I think they're settling in for the night. You'd better go join them, said Elliot. I think they're afraid of me, so I'll sleep over there. He pointed to a cozy-looking bush growing under a nearby tree. Maybe we can walk together again tomorrow? he asked. Ember didn't know what to do. She wanted to be with her swarm, but she felt bad about leaving Elliot. Oh, yes, 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 she said. Let me talk with the others. I'm sure they're only afraid because they don't know you. She started flying towards the swarm. See you tomorrow? I'd like that, Elliot said, waving goodbye. He stretched out in the bushes and propped his head up on the tree trunk. The first stars were twinkling in the evening sky. Elliot smiled. Even though his closest neighbor was going to bed a hundred feet away, for the first time in his life, Elliot didn't feel alone. Morning came, and Elliot woke with a snort. He started his morning stretches, but something didn't feel right. The sun was already too high in the sky, but it was hidden behind a blanket of heavy clouds. How long have I been asleep? he wondered. He sat up and looked over to the tree where Ember and her swarm slept last night, but the orange cloud was gone. He called her name. Ember! Taking another glance at the sky, Elliot made his best guess as to which direction the swarm may have flown and started running. He hadn't gotten far when he heard a small voice from far away. Elliot! Someone! Help! It was Ember. Elliot looked around, but he couldn't see where her voice was coming from. Up here! Hurry! she shouted. Elliot looked up and saw his friend struggling in the crook between two tree branches tangled in a spider's web more than 20 feet in the air. That's all the time we have for today. Check back later for part two of this two-part tale. Thanks for listening. You can subscribe to this podcast. I have new episodes delivered straight to your phone, computer, or tablet. You can also go to twoparttales.com to find links to our YouTube, iTunes, SoundCloud, Twitter, and Facebook pages. Until next time, take care.